following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, or my daily devotions, become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they are operating to foster a merry heart. Because a merry heart makes like medicine. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. In regards to the media, they're operating to foster a scary heart, not a merry heart. Get that difference? Also, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because if I gain weight, you can't see it. Because it's radio. See how that works? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. That's 10,800 half seconds with some of those already gone. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the shell. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, think of three things right now to praise God for. Right now, in your mind, in your heart. Think of three things to praise God for. Then praise him for them. <laughs> See? That's what you do. Don't just go, oh, I just want to thank him because I got, got to work safely. Thank him for that, though. Not just thinking about it, but doing it. Look, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to have that opportunity to engage, to fellowship, to connect. And a great way to do that is to call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. It's an awesome experience because when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Now, when you talk to Dynamite D, that's like someone paying for you to get a back massage right when your muscles are tight. Oh, my god. That sounds goodness. very personal. <laughs> that's like, oh, oh, I need that right now. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, there's another way to get a hold of us. 
We don't encourage this very often, but we want to let you know you can buy an airplane and have a sign out behind the airplane and give us a message. I don't think we would see that. No, we wouldn't. (laughs) And not only that, we wouldn't even know there's an airplane out there, and then we wouldn't be able to read it. But it would still be there. But so that's a way you can do. It. Oh wait, wait, wait! You can text us two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can also send us an email, David at he must increase dot org. As long as my Chromebook stays alive. You can send it to us, David at he must increase.org. As we mentioned yesterday, and then Joanne called in and mentioned back to us, it's not anti disestablishmentarianism, it's just David at he must increase.org. Also, we want to send you up to the website, a couple things to remind you about there. On the website, number one, on the website's a place to give to the ministry. If you don't want to give through the website, we give you instructions on how to give to the ministry outside of the website. Number two, don't forget what we're doing. I'm challenging you. You're supposed to be, the rest of this month, listening for your buddy on the air. Now, what that means is people that call in, people that have questions, comments, praises, whatever the case may be, somebody that we bring up, We want you with the Lord, not with us. You do this with the Lord. Listen, and when you recognize, hey, I really, I I either relate to that person or I connect to that person or I just feel the burden to carry with that person, that becomes your buddy, and the commitment is to pray for them in the month of February. You don't have to pray 90 hours. You can. You don't have to pray 90 minutes. Mention them in prayer. Petition them in prayer. Remember this one great truth, that he that refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And so you have that opportunity to have people praying for you by you praying for others. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. So listen for your buddy. Also go to the website and check out the opportunity to give because we always need it. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. What's up, Doc? Not much, Bugs. How you doing? All right, here we go. That was a pretty good <laughs> one. Uh, come on now. That's just like the best one. Come on. I actually got a uh, commencement invitation because, see, we I graduated in July, and so they've got the commencement uh, up and coming. And, you know, the only problem is – I'm just going to be really honest. The only problem is there's three problems. One, it costs a bazillion dollars. True. Two – I already have my diploma. Ah. <laughs> I've had it for like a half a year. What are you talking yeah. about? Why do I go do that? And then number three, uh, it costs a bazillion dollars. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like One and three are very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's isn't it amazing how that works. Anyway, so I'm just letting you guys know. Uh, but I love the the fact that the Lord brought me to that place. And I told the Lord if he ever wanted me to go deeper, I would go deeper. And uh, then I think my wife heard that prayer and came in and said, no, God said no. 
That's how we do things around here. We're going to pray in the next segment. We're going to be praying for NOLA again because John sent me another update on NOLA. We'll be taking care of that in just a little bit. But in the meantime, I do want to dump, jump into the Word, dump, dump ourselves into the Word. We are in Matthew. We are in chapter 9. And I want to pick it up. We're picking it up at verse 7. And the thing I'm going to teach you right now is going to be one of the weirdest teachings I've taught you. Okay, so I've done some pretty weird ones. This one's right up there. All right, now listen to what I'm going to say. So I'm going to go through this. So remember, we we taught last week on Jesus declaring that the paralytic was forgiven and that he should go and take up his his mat and go home. Okay, go go pick up your mat and go home. And so we talked about how Jesus had mentioned that he was able to forgive sins. Only God can forgive third party sins. It was a declaration of his divinity just by saying your sins are forgiven. To Somebody that was completely unconnected to him. Only God can do that. And so that's a demonstration. And so Jesus was showing not just that he had power on the earth, but he also had the authority to forgive sins. Now we pick it up in verse 7, and this is going to be weird, so just stick with this. Verse 7, so he got up and went home. This is referring to the paralytic. I got to say this to you because it's important, and you got to catch this. This guy gets healed, right? He gets healed, and it's like, how powerful is that, right? He's a paralytic. He gets healed. It's unbelievable, right? You know what he wants to do? What would you want to do? What would you want to do if somebody prayed for you? You'd want to hang out with that person. You want to just stick around. You want to just, hey, here's a brilliant piece of theology for you. When the Lord is done in the engagement, go home. Now, what I mean by that is this, and you're, I know you people are like, wait, wait, and just listen, Okay. Listen to this passage and you will understand. This is Genesis 18.33. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left and Abraham returned home. You know, when you're done with that, go home. <laughs> In other words, you don't just sit there and linger out. Go home. Go and bring, don't take what the Lord has done in your life and go home. And I'm not saying that to be rude to anybody. I'm just telling you there comes a point where, you know, if you've ever gone to a conference and you've had your spirit like elevated, if you've ever gone, especially worship conferences are just incredible. And you're just like, wow, oh, I can just praise the Lord 24-7, 24-7. And then the conference is over. You know what you do? You go home. That's what you do. You take what you've got, you go home, you let it transform into your system, and then you share it. But you do have to go home. I know people are like, like, well, wait, wait, that seems so weird. That's the reality. The reality is sometimes you go home, okay? The, the, the bottom line is that when the crowd saw this, verse 8, when the crowd saw this, they were awestruck and gave glory to God who had given such authority to men. When the Lord does something, he leaves a witness, he shows his power. He shows his hand. And people were like, wow. So powerful. And they gave glory to God because of the work that Jesus did. I got a message for you. I know you. this is where the Baptists and the Pentecostals have their little knockdown dragouts. If the Lord was working in a moment at a person or in a, in a church or in a ministry at a moment and somebody got healed, believe me, you would be giving glory to God if it was a real healing. You'd be like going, whoa, why? Because you then have seen the power 
of God manifest in front of your eyes. It's not just what he does on the inside of you. It's what he does all around you and I. It's so powerful. And then we pick this up now because we're at verse 9 in Matthew 9, and this is when Jesus went on from there, and he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the toll booth, and he said to him, follow me. And Matthew got up and argued with Jesus. No, wait, it doesn't say that. <laughs> Matthew got up and said, I don't think so, pal. That's not what it says. It says Matthew got up and followed him. Not making excuses, not giving up reasons not to. Hey, you know what the Lord asks for? You, all of you. Not some of you, all of you. How often does he ask for it? Every single day, every single moment of every single day. So Jesus goes to Matthew. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to show you why this was, of all things that Jesus did in gathering people as disciples and in making a statement to society, this was one of the most bold things that Jesus did. And we're going to examine that when we come back. Wow. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone. The David Spoon Experience. I want you to catch something because uh, for some reason the church feels the need to over-answer cultural changes that take place. Look at Jesus. He didn't care about anyone's opinion. That's what it says right there. And you do not care about anyone's opinion. Jesus didn't go, yes, I do. No, he didn't. He didn't. He never, because he didn't. That's exactly right. He is true. So they said, we know that you are true and teach the way of God. That's aletheis, which means speaking the truth completely, nothing hidden, being real. He teaches the way of God correctly. That's aletheis, which is the case is according to the fact, and doesn't care about anyone's opinion. The Greek word here literally means does not look at people's faces. In other words, when you're doing radio, I can't see faces except for Captain Chris, okay? I can't see if your face is giving approval or denial because the only way that happens is by text or phone or whatever the case may be. When an actor acts, they can look on stage and see with the audience if there's approval. Jesus didn't seek people's facial approvals. He didn't care. And you think, well, no, he cared plenty. No, he cared about the mission to save the lost. He didn't care about those who were going to reject in the capacity that he sought their approval. He never sought their approval. He didn't leave, live, let me say that, he didn't live for people's positive responses to him. He walked at the pleasure of the Father. Whatever the Father wanted him to do or say, that's what he did which is when you'll hear me say we do it for the author and not the audience. Because I think some of you people are literally some of the nicest people I have ever met in my human journey, but you still don't have a heaven to put me in. And that's what it comes down to. And I know that, says, that sounds so you know harsh or whatever. It's like, are you serious? Okay, if the Lord tarries and I die, you are not going to help me. I just don't really know the way to say it. You know what I'm saying? 
And so I want you guys to catch that, to catch this is why Jesus was so different. It's because he spoke the truth, he said it according to, to, to what the truth was, and he didn't seek people's approval in sharing. He just was like, look, I'm telling you exactly what the Father's told me to say. This is exactly how the Spirit's leading me, exactly what the Father wants to be said. And then you look at that and you go, ooh, how about us? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here comes your first trivia question. Who narrowly escaped being killed when King Saul threw a spear at him? Who narrowly escaped being killed when King Saul threw a spear at him? Who? Who? Not that was a good uh, sound effect. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. We'll start off doing our DNA first, although somebody is calling in, so we'll probably give them that opportunity to answer the question. It's a really good question because it shows something unique about the person who the spear was thrown at, right? Shows something unique, and so I'm going to kind of pull that out. So we do have somebody ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? You're talking to John. Hi, John. How are you? Yes, sir. How are you? Well. You're well? I wish I'm wet. I wish I was wet today. Yeah, you know what? I I I jumped in my car, drove down to the studio. Right? I didn't take a coat. Oops! <laughs> That's exactly uh-oh. like uh oh. I, I was a, I was a little mistake right there. But uh, when we were in camp in uh, Camp Tanuga Bay way back in the day, they would go, "It's liquid sunshine." <laughs> Perfect, and we need it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, my friend. Here we go. You ready? Here we yes, go. Yes, sir. All right. Who narrowly escaped being killed when King Saul threw a spear at him? Your namesake. Amen. David. David, that is correct, Amundo. You are right. And here's the thing that people maybe didn't get necessarily because it happened more than one time. David didn't throw the spear back. He just because ducked. Saul was God's anointed. That's exactly right. So you got to like, oh, be careful there. Be careful there. So you did not <laughs> step into that territory. Excellent job, my brother. Excellent work. Thank I, you, sir. I Love listening it. to you. All right. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. See, that's how we roll. Right? All right. DNA. Why is DNA important? You can't be, you have to have, DNA has to be functioning in you. Okay, ready? D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day that ends in Y, spend some time with the guy in the sky. Okay, there you go. N, never, 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 how often? Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, even though the world is kind of losing it all around you. So what? 
Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means other people are on the radar. It's not that you never think of yourself. I know, I know people say that. It's like, no, no, no. That's not, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is in that process of caring for others, thinking about others, it has to do with a genuineness, the way that you looked after, after yourself. Look after somebody else that way too. Be a selfless person, not a selfish person. Okay? That's the only fish you can't eat anymore. Selfish. Get it? <laughs> that was a good one right there. All right. Uh, bottom line good job on the trivia there. And now let's get into, we're going to get into the teaching in just a second, but I just want to lift up Nola and the situation with John. I think it's really important. He sent a, a, a nice long text, and I'm going to read it. I don't normally read it, but I, I think it does a better job than I can do. This came from John this morning. So let's just listen to this. He said he wrote, this is a good synopsis from Nola's mom, Mandy. And so this is Mandy sharing. This is John sharing this with us. Just wanted to share what's been going on, on Nola's journey, uh, in Nola's journey. She has been desperately trying to lower her cancer burden so we can go to the CAR-T therapy with less chance of high-risk side effects. We came to St. Jude's where she fought a whole month, and we finally got her cancer down to about 25%. Unfortunately, they weren't totally ready to move ahead, and in just two short weeks of bridging, her cancer came back quickly. She has a high burden again, about 75%, but we have to move forward with CAR-T anyway and pray hard for the best outcome, which is remission. She is now going in high risk uh, with lots of serious possible side effects, and so please keep her in your prayers. We we had uh, some much-needed family time in between and got admitted two days ago. We're doing high-dose chemo to wipe her body, trying to give her new cancer-fighting cells room to grow and do their job. She is still the fearless warrior she came in as, and I am her number one fan. The infusion day is the 25th, and that's from Mandy. So uh, this infusion day is taking place tomorrow, which is the 25th. So we're going to pray for Nola right now. You just heard the story. You know what's going on. Let's bring it to the Lord in prayer, and let's combine our faith and ask for the graciousness of God. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now, and we lift up Nola to you, and we lift up their entire family, John and Mandy and the Father and everybody. We Certainly, we pray that their hearts would be filled with courage, and they would not be discouraged, Lord. And we lift up Nola to you, and Lord, she needs a miracle. She needs the hand of God, and none of us who are praying, none of us throughout the whole country and the whole world who are praying, we can't do it, but you can. And we are asking you to be willing and to do it and to heal this girl, that she might come into full remission, that she might find herself cancer-free, that there might be a testimony to the power and the grace that comes from the throne. I know the world cannot possibly understand. But Lord, we have this mustard seed of faith that we offer you. We ask you to move this mountain to your glory. And we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay. So you guys keep praying for her. I expect nothing less from our audience, just to be really honest. I mean, our audience is a praying group of people. So you'd be praying for the audience Praying for Nola, okay? 
that's a big deal uh, uh, from our perspective. Okay? All right. Uh, we've covered that. We've covered that. We'll wind out now with this portion of Matthew, which is absolutely amazing. As Jesus went from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the toll booth. He said to him, follow me. He got up and followed him. While he was reclining at the table in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came to eat with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why did your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Wow. Let's start off with this, just right off the bat. Matthew sitting in his toll booth. He was despised. His own community loathed him. He, his only set of friends were people that were as bad as he was. Jesus does the most amazing thing. Jesus, an outsider, tells Matthew he wants him to hang out with Jesus. He expresses a desire for a connection, and Matthew jumps at the opportunity and experience to be wanted. That is what most people are looking for, just to be wanted. And Jesus reaches out to people that you think, I don't want to hang out with them. And here, I'm going to read this, this thing that I wrote. This is from the Pharisaical point of view. Listen to this. Oh, my goodness. Did you see Jesus? He was hanging out with prostitutes. He was hanging out with other tax collectors. He was hanging out with the drunkards. That is incredible. Fortunately, we will never personally be seen doing this, especially as Christians. Get that? The Christian has to be able to extend to the most wayward person. For all the stuff that's going on, a tax collector working as a Jewish man for the Roman government against the Jewish people was the most despised and despicable, low, yucky person on the possible pole of life. And Jesus said, hey, come hang out with me. I know we don't know how to do this the right way, but we do know how to pray and ask God to help us do this, to reach people who seem unreachable, unlovable, unlikable. And whether it's the prostitutes or the tax collectors or the drunkards or whoever, to be a vessel of the grace and mercy of God to let them know, you know what? There is somebody who loves them and there is somebody who wants them and his name is Jesus Christ. That message has been going for 2,000 years and will never end because it's the greatest gift, the greatest message, the greatest love letter ever in all of existence. Let's not be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Let's be like Jesus. That's the key. All right, folks, we'll take our break. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
there, it's Amazing Jennifer and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship amongst other people can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical, also Practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. (laughs) Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, Who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. 770 KAAM. Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.